So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog posts check out sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, and today's episode might be one of my favorites that we've ever done because because of what we're about at Six Figure Photography, right? Abundance is found in providing value to everyone you encounter and understanding your own self-worth. And today, we are really unpacking just that with Jennifer Rosenbaum. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, overcoming your self-limiting beliefs, understanding your own self-worth. How do we deal with the negative thoughts and feelings that we have as as business owners, entrepreneurs, as photographers, and plow through them? We get into so much stuff. It's a little bit deeper than normal, but this is critical towards growing your photography business. It starts in your head and, and it goes outward from there. Jennifer is a Westcott top pro elite. She's a part of the pro team with Sigma. Uh, you may have seen her on Creative Live, WPPI, Mystic, Southwest Photo Expo. The list goes on and on. Craftsy, Good Morning America, Entrepreneur Magazine, Rangefinder. You guys, she's incredible. I'm not going to waste any more time because it's that good. Let's jump in and talk to Jen right now. Hey, Jen, thank you so much for joining us here today with the SFP podcast. How are you doing? I, I hear yesterday some some troubles with your pup. Yes. I Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, I am really good today, and my pup is surviving, <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? I have a mutt that we found about 11 years ago, July 4th. July 4th will be 11 years ago that we found him and we looked for his owner everywhere and we couldn't find the owners and we put him in a no-kill shelter and then after 10 days they said, well, we're going to give him up for adoption. So luckily for my husband, I was seven months pregnant at the time, so my hormones were all out of whack and I was like, well, we need to keep him because he's the biggest pain in the butt, this dog, but uh, we love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love to. Uh, I love a couple of things about this. Sorry we're talking about dogs right now, everybody, but just for a quick moment, I love two things. One is um, that when we were talking just a moment ago that, you know, your dog, you know, you care enough about him that you're like, man, yesterday was really hard. We did all this stuff with our puppy. He's doing so well. I can just tell a lot about someone when I know they love animals. Um, But then at the same time, I think I appreciated the fact that you just called it as it is. I was like, what kind of dog do you have? And you're like, 
He's a mutt. Most yeah. people, I ask that, and they're like, well, he's about 33% Shih Tzu, 10% <laughs> Husky. And they start like listing off this this kind of, uh, well, sheet yeah. of, of uh, I'm not sure what the exact terminology is, but anyhow. You know, it's such, a, it's such a metaphor for life, really, because the truth is that I don't care what he is. He's my dog and I love him. So, you know, when people ask me, well, what do you mean? You never got him tested. You don't know what he is. I'm like, I know what he is. He's my dog. I love him. <laughs> so it's like, what's the difference? That's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters. All right, Jen, we got to jump in. We don't have a ton of time. And so I want to maximize all of it here because um, you are, uh, you're a boudoir photographer. Um, shamelessly feminine is is what you stand for there's so there's so much that we have to talk about because all over your website all over your instagram when i've heard you talk at mystic you have um you have quotes and you have beliefs and you have kind of these almost like rules that you live by that i just want to talk about with you all day long and unpack because i think they are so incredibly powerful and that's what we're going to do today but i feel like we have to start with shamelessly feminine because that in itself is such, it's such a loaded phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us more about Shamelessly Feminine, where it began, how this idea kind of came forth? Yeah, it's funny. Shamelessly Feminine sounds so effortless, but it took me like three or four years just to really nail down what I was trying to do with my photography. And I, and I finally decided that Shamelessly Feminine best described it. And it's really about... Um, women discovering their unique femininity and celebrating it and celebrating each other's as well. So basically being a woman in any way, shape or form that you see fit without any shame. Um, this is a society full of shame, um, especially towards women. I mean, that's really my platform. So that's really what I, I am dealing with. And, um, just giving women a safe space to live without that shame and expressing themselves the way they want to. Yeah, I love that. I mean, when um, when your clients hear that, I, I, by the way, when does this, when did this start? When did you begin um, kind of this whole shamelessly feminine uh, brand? It started about I want to say about two and a half years ago. Um, and to be honest, it's just something I sort of used in passing. It wasn't even like it. It seems so heavy, right? Like, oh, this is a big decision, and I'm going to use it for marketing. It really wasn't that at all. It's really just sort of, um, oh, I'm just going to add this to my Instagram post or I'll just add it and we'll see what happens. And it's sort of taken on a life of its own to the point where two and a half years later, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm really going to start embracing this and discovering what it means besides just from behind the camera. Um, So it's really been about about two and a half years. But I want to say in the last few months, I've really been... um, heavily thinking a lot about where it's going to go in the future. Yeah. Are these, uh, when, when a client comes to you, I mean, are these conversations that you're, that you're having with, with clients of yours, or is this solely as you're, as you're connecting with other photographers, in the industry, and you're kind of, um, helping to educate and coach? This is everything. <laughs> this yeah. is, um, how I deal with other photographers. This is how I deal with my clients. This is how I deal with my daughter. This is how I live my life. Um, and when, and when I say that, I want to be really careful about that because it makes me sound like, well, I just go through every day shamelessly feminine and I'm so perfect. And it's really not that at all. It's actually about the struggle to be shamelessly feminine more than being shamelessly feminine and, and relating to people and saying, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to figure out who you are and embrace who you are and get all the nasty thoughts out of your head and, and 
get all those feelings of like, oh, well, I have to impress everybody and do what everybody else tells me to do kind of a thing um, out of your head. And that, so it's not easy even for me. So it is how I live my entire life, but it's the, the living of it that I really want to talk about versus the being it. Yeah, absolutely. Even as you say that, uh, this isn't exactly the same thing, but it kind of reminds me of it. Um, I talk a lot about um, being fearless. Uh, mm. And and for me, I've had someone push back. They've said, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as being fearless. He's like, fear exists. And I'm like, yes, yes, fear exists. And, and being fearless isn't like the absence of fear, mm-hmm. but more so moving forward in fear. Like mm-hmm. despite the fact that fear exists, yes, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep moving forward. And I don't know, I guess it kind of just reminded me uh, of that. It's not like you are 100% uh, living this out and on every moment, but mm. that this is at, at your core, this is your root, and you're going to move forward in this. Yes, um, it's it's a hundred percent connected. In fact, if if anybody out there has seen my first creative live, I talk a lot about fearlessly feminine. It really started as fearlessly feminine. Oh, really? That's because, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did not know I, that. And then I moved it to shamelessly feminine because I realized that it wasn't about fear; it was about shame. You know, in really being who we want to be and putting it out there without any any worry about the, the, the pushback that we're going to get or the pushback from our own selves sometimes is even the worst part mm. of it. Um, so it started as fearlessly feminine and then I moved it to shamelessly feminine. But I do, um, it does resonate what you're saying. And, and I recently saw an Instagram post by a photographer who said, um, you know, I, I took some pictures and I really want to post them of myself. I'm not there yet. I guess really to be you know, empowered or empowered woman, I should just post them and that would be okay, but I'm just not ready yet. And I made a comment to her that being empowered is not about being perfect and loving yourself. Being empowered as a woman is really about not letting those obstacles get in your way. And I think it's the same thing with fear. It's like, there's always going to be fear, but if you let it get in your way, then it controls you. If you don't let it get in your way, then you can do whatever you want, regardless of the fear. Yeah, absolutely. I, I even on this topic as well. I talk to a lot of photographers that um, they message me and they say, um, "Look, I and it's kind of a couple things. Most often, I hear uh, I'm afraid uh, to uh, I'm afraid to go full time with photography because I might fail, mm-hmm. right? Or they say I'm afraid uh, that if I start shooting in the style that I really want to shoot." brides won't hire me. And so, you know, they're kind of adjusting their shooting style to towards all these, all these Mm -hmm. brides that they think that's what they want. And what I always tell them is, um, just because you're doing something that, uh, you don't want to do doesn't mean you can't fail at that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like for example, if I were to be like a banker and like hating my life, I could, I could fail at that. I could just as easily get fired being a banker. The whole, the whole company could go under whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And so you could either risk failing at, at, doing what you you hate right you could risk mm-hmm. failing at shooting in a way that that isn't the way that you desire to shoot or you could risk failing at doing what you love right mm. putting yourself out there and, and stepping outside the box a little yeah and you know ben i don't know how old you are i, I get the i i am definitely older than you but i will tell you this <laughs> well <laughs> i know i i definitely am i will tell you this as i hit my 40th birthday um life is way too short to do can I say shit? <laughs> you can you can do that, okay. girl. Life yeah. is way too short to do shit that I hate. Yeah. I just like I I just don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do things I don't want to do. And mm-hmm. so 
if you are going to fail, let's say failure is inevitable, wouldn't you so much rather fail doing something you love? (laughs) Yes. You know, like when it's funny, a while back when I raised my prices dramatically, when I realized that I wasn't charging enough and I was shooting too many clients and I was in that burnout that a lot of people experience, I jacked my prices like three or four times what they were. And it was really quiet for a while. And I was really afraid, like, okay, maybe this is the end for me. Um, and my, my assistant started saying, you know, am I going to be out of a job? Like, what's going to happen here? And I just said, looked her straight in the eye and I said, listen, if I'm going to fail, I'd rather be sitting on my butt doing nothing than working my butt off, <laughs> you know, and be miserable and still fail. So I'm gonna, if I'm going to fail, I'm at least going to do it the way I want to do it. Yeah. And, you know, it's a matter of understanding that you're the boss. You're the boss of your life. You're the boss of your job. You're the boss of whatever it is you want to be the boss of. And so... Like so, I'm really considering writing this book. Um, if anybody out there has this idea, steal it from me. I'll be very upset. But I'm really considering <laughs> writing this book, and it's and I, I've really been thinking about it a lot lately about lessons I've learned in life from my boudoir clients because mm. there's so many lessons to learn from your clients. And the first lesson is that people lie to themselves all the time and believe it. And so things like, well, I'm afraid of failing or I'm afraid of shooting the way I want to shoot or I'm afraid of really expressing myself as a full, you know, realized human being is really just like a lie that you've been telling yourself all the time. Well, if I do something I love, I will fail because I don't deserve, you know, we think work has to be hard and, and um, you know, painful and we have to have Sunday night blues and we, you know, this is what we've been trained to think. Well, work is work, guys, you know, get up and go work. It's a fact of life. And the thing is, it's not a fact of life. You don't have to hate your work, you know? Yeah. So I, I know it's a little bit of a ramble, but it, it's all kind of connected. No, it's an amazing ramble. I was even thinking about this literally as I drove to work this morning, uh, even in terms um, of pricing. I keep wondering, I keep asking myself, why, why do photographers struggle so much to charge what they're worth, to charge more, you know? And I'm talking about photographers who are doing, you know, like weddings under a grand and they message me saying, I I can't raise my prices. And I think it comes down to this same thought. It's like, they're thinking to themselves, well, I'm doing what I love. I'm creating artwork. I, I, I love spending time with, with couples on a Saturday. It's not, I mean, it's really just my time. And I think it's because they love it so much and they're enjoying it that there's this, there's this belief that says, well, if, if this is, if this is enjoyable and fun and I'm passionate about it, that I can't, I can't charge for, I can't Mm -hmm. make money for it. And that's just, it's false. Yeah, I think that that's that's part of it. I also think it's a self doubt, of course, and mm. it's sort of the um, the guilt about making money doing something good for somebody. I mean, I think especially <laughs> boudoir photographers deal with that because what you're doing is really very therapeutic for your client, and mm-hmm. you feel guilty about making money doing that. Um, and I also think it's the curse of the artist. You know, you never think your work is good enough, so you you could always have that fear of overcharging based on what your the value of your product is. But we have to come to terms with the fact that we're never going to be satisfied with our work. So basing your pricing on that is just a stupid idea. Yeah, and even just coming to terms with the fact that you're not just selling 
pictures or your service. Mm-hmm. You're you are giving your clients something that is that is of immense value. It it improves memory. It reminds you of the people you love and why you love them. It increases self esteem. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can for the moment like bring the dead to life. Like mm-hmm. there is so much power in what we do that's outside of just clicking the shutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to kind of awaken our minds to that reality is is something that man if this photography community could do as a whole would be incredible Mm, yeah 100 percent. i agree with you on that all right well let's i want to unpack some of these beliefs here i want to unpack some more of these quotes (laughs) that i found right on instagram so let's just start from the top some of these get super deep and i'm very excited about that um maybe (laughs) now i'm thinking oh my god what did i put on? yeah i know like what did i write (laughs) um there was a recent quote that you put up that said um this is a quote from charles glassman uh and you said Believing in negative thoughts is the single greatest obstruction to success. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we just kind of talked about here. And there's a number of these that actually follow along. And so, um, do you want to know why I put that there? I would love to hear. Because I was having a really bad day. <laughs> I was having a really bad day where a lot of negative thoughts were going through my head. And I was like, no, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm not doing this to myself, you know? Um, the struggle is real, as they say. Um, I think as business owners, as artists, I mean, as a mom, a parent, a wife, you're constantly doubting yourself. And I think I'm a very type A personality and I'm always like, where could I get better? What could I do more? How can I work harder? How, you know, and, and I was just having one of those days where I was like, nothing is good enough. And, you know, a lot of internal dialogue that I really needed to quiet down. Um, so, I think sometimes people see quotes and they say, oh, well, you know, Jen is preaching, Mm. but I'm not always preaching to the world. Half the time I'm preaching to myself, (laughs) you know, reminding myself, okay, you know, practice what you preach. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. It relates to another one that you wrote said, uh, when negative thinking changes, everything changes. Mm, It's like, it's at the, it's like the gatekeeper, you know, towards, um, I mean, towards success, towards your life. So th- there's another thing that you wrote that is a little bit further because right now we're, th- we're talking about just thoughts. We're talking about the ideas that go through our heads. But then I think, I think there's something else that happens when you actually um, verbalize those thoughts, when you express them, when you speak them out loud into mm-hmm. the universe and you share them with people. Um, and you wrote uh, on your website, one of your beliefs is the universe is always listening. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you tell it. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about that and why you find that to be so powerful? Oh man, it is like, that is probably the number one thing that I believe in this world is that the universe is so powerful and is always listening. And and it can be used to your advantage or it could be quickly used to a disadvantage if you're not careful. Um, and, you know, I don't care what you call the universe. I mean, I don't want to get like too deep. I call it the universe. You could call it energy. You can call it God. You can call it whatever it is. It relates to each person individually. But if you deny that there that there's not this energy in the world, it's, it's just um, – being naive because the truth of the matter is if you study quantum physics at all which I have not but I have read a lot about it um, I'm sort of like I missed my calling I should have been a quantum physicist but if you um if you know anything about quantum physics everything is energy everything your pictures are energy your body is energy the desk that you're sitting at is energy everything is just energy and there is no doubt in my mind that when you put the right things out into the universe it comes back to you 
tenfold. I mean, it happened today, Ben, because I've been thinking for the last 24 hours, like, what am I going to talk about on Ben's podcast? And <laughs> you came to me and you were like, this is what we should talk about. And I was like, okay, I truly believe in my mind, you got my signals, <laughs> you know, like, and I, and this is where people start going, okay, Jen's a little cuckoo, but, um, I have fully built the business that I have right now on this principle that things are energy and, and putting energy out there. I do believe in, things like meditation and yoga and Reiki and all those those things that a lot of people scoff off as like, you know, cuckoo. And and some of it can be taken with a grain of salt. But I think that this negative this is where the negative self-talk combines. If you keep saying, well, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, you're right. You can't. <laughs> you know, you've put it out there that you're not going to do it. You've convinced yourself you can't do it. But if you start realizing that there is um, unlimited potential for you and you really are pushing yourself to the direction of that, then it is totally possible. And it's exactly where I am right now, actually, in my life, um, trying to figure out what else I want to put in the universe. What else do I want? What else am I capable of? You know, we only work to like a tenth of our capability in life. So there's so much more out there for us. Yeah, I, I, I really like this. I um, There's a couple of thoughts that come to mind. One is even this idea of, of a, felt, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The person out there who is like, man, I'll, I'll never be able to make 10 grand at a wedding. I'll never be able to raise my prices. There's no way that uh, I couldn't not give away every digital file mm-hmm. to my clients for free. And when you start doing that uh, and you say those things to yourself, um, your actions follow and mm-hmm. you you begin to kind of like self sabotage along the way, um, and I we see are the this, worst at that. All of us. Oh my god! Yes. Worst at that. And and actually, I mean, I think I think that we. <laughs> I don't know. I see this most in relationships really play out in a very tangible way. I think about some of my own college relationships, how how I self-sabotage um, with these, you know, self-fulfilling prophecies of, of oh, this person's going to cheat on me or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the behavior that I take uh, in response to these things that hasn't actually happened yet, mm-hmm. causing it thus to happen, not trying to get too meta here or whatever, but, no, um, but it's, <laughs> listen, it's the, it's the truth. And I think if you don't at least acknowledge that that side of your life exists. It's just naive because mm-hmm. it is. It's proven by psychology. It's proven by quantum physics. Physics. It's proven by you know all all these different areas in life. They all agree on the same thing. You have control over that. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere along the line in our growing up, we are taught that we don't, and so we've let things go. And and it's like I realize in my adulthood that I really need to start retraining my brain to say, okay, I do have control over these things. And, you know, there's a, there's a great quote by Ford, Henry Ford. And I say it to my daughter all the time because she, you want to talk about shamelessly feminine. She kills me. She is like, you know, I can, I can, I can, I can't. And I'm always like, yes, you can. You just have to tell yourself you can. But there's a great quote by Ford that I tell her all the time. And he says, uh, this might not be a word for word, but he says something to the effect of, um, whether you say you can or you can't, you're right. Hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's really a matter of like what you truly believe. And I think really believing that you can do all these things that you want to do is really hard. We, in our, in our modern day age, we consider it egotistical or narcissistic. Like, oh, you think you could just do whatever you want. So we've been trained not to speak that way, but you have to retrain your brain and go, okay, I can, even if it's just to yourself, I can, I can do that. I can do this. I can make six figures in photography. I can quit my boring job if I want to. It's in my control. And I, I love too how, uh, you know the quote is the universe is always listening. Be careful what you tell it. Mm. And and with the with the 
the highlighted word here being be careful what you tell it. <laughs> but just as much as you have to be careful of what you put out there, uh, you should be you should be really intentional about um, putting out there the right stuff, right? Yes. And and I think surrounding <laughs> yourself with it. If, if yeah. you're listening right now, um, yes, it's great to be able to say to yourself. Man, uh, fine. This year, I'm going to book a $10,000 bride. That's great. That's step one. Perfect. But write that down. Put it put it in front of you, like on a sticky note, right on, on your computer where you're going to see it daily. Like surround yourself with these thoughts. Tell your, tell your friends, tell, tell the people that are closest to you um, the thoughts that you are going to do, the things mm-hmm. that will bring success in your life. Yeah, the universe gets confused sometimes. So you have to be really very, very <laughs> specific. And I'll give you an example. There was one time I was invited to a party that I really didn't want to go to. It was far away. It was like a three-hour drive, and I just didn't want to go. I just I just kept saying to my husband, I just don't want to go. I don't want to go. I will go. I will suck it up. I just don't want to go. We are literally walking out the door to this party, and my daughter says to me, I don't feel so good. And I look at her, and it turns out she had um, some sort of virus that caused, um, like, you know, probably like sores in her mouth. Well, now I was dealing with a sick kid for the next 10 days, you know? And so I was like, okay, universe, I got your message. (laughs) I I should have been more specific. I didn't mean I just don't want to go. I meant, you know, this. So, and it's, it's, I'm I'm sort of being funny and facetious, but at the same time, it is really how the universe works. You have to be careful how you put it out there. So to be really specific about what you're looking for, how it should be, you know, presented to you and what it should look like, the more specific you can get, the better. Yeah, it reminds me, um, I just did a uh, a little video for Fundy. Um, I'm a mm-hmm. part of uh, the Storyteller series of photographers. You are as well. I um, am. You and I each have a video out there. Mm-hmm. But in um, in the video that... Uh, that just got released of me. One of the things that even in regards to this, I have a, I have a little girl, she's mm-hmm. a year and a half old. And every night when I take her to bed and I walk her up the stairs, I want her to begin to, to hear these things. I want her to begin to understand them from her father and grow up hearing it every single night mm-hmm. that she's beautiful, that I'm proud of her, that, uh, I'm proud that she makes other people feel loved and that she's going to grow up to do great and meaningful things. And I say those four things to her over and over and over again, as I walk her up the stairs every single night and my hope, <laughs> my hope, Jen, is she hears it and she believes it and she tells herself that. I just picture her uh, not fully grasping it, but like laying in her crib when I lay mm. her down, just thinking these things. I'm like going to cry if I keep talking, so Aww. I'll stop. <laughs> no, I think that that's, that's really good and it's really important as girls get older to hear things like that as well because my daughter is turning 11 this year mm. and it's not so easy to get through to girls when they're that age. <laughs> so... Um, you know, I think that the earlier you start, the better. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Collecting my thoughts here, grabbing some water, shaking it out. All right. So let's hop over to another quote, uh, of yours. You wrote, um, I believe in trusting your gut because it is always right. Can you tell me uh, a story? Um, uh, recalling maybe a time in your life where trusting your gut led you to the right decision. Oh my God. A time. I mean, like every day, every day. Um, or maybe the opposite where you didn't trust your gut (laughs) and then everything fell apart. Oh my God. There's plenty of those too. (laughs) Do we really need to talk about my boyfriend from 1990? No, I'm kidding. Uh, Sean. Right. Oh, um, you know what? I, I, let me ask you this then. Why do you think that your gut is always right? 
because your instincts are um, are what human people we've learned to shut off our instincts over the years so that we do the right thing or what's expected of us or this is the natural way of going about things and we shut that off at some point you know um, we, we shut off our instincts and um, you just can't you're an, you're an animal just like every other animal that that uses their instincts to guide them in the wild and to you know for survival really and so to deny yourself those instincts when your body is physically having a reaction and telling you to do something um i mean again it's like you know retraining your body and retraining your mind to go okay listen to what your body's telling you if you have that pit in your stomach don't do it even though it might be of what's expected or what you should do or or whatnot, um, you know, the sweaty palms the or, or the other way around, like the heart racing, like getting really excited about something. Um, listen to what your body is telling you because we only, we tend to only listen to our mind and it's only a small part of our entire system of figuring out what we should or shouldn't be doing. So is this like... This is like so deep and like, but it's, you know, I just really believe that it's so true. I think that your instincts, um, you know, you need to retrain yourself to, to remind your mind that there's other parts of your body that also make decisions, not just your head. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of, um, there is a inspirational speaker that I'm now blanking on, um, art, art Williams and he has uh, he has a talk that he gets about too that he says um, he says he, he's not a he, and he he proclaims this he says he's not a very smart man um, but he says he's learned something about um, really smart people is that really smart people don't get around to doing much mm. that we think too much mm-hmm. and we're always tossing over ideas and studying them and looking for the facts in every which way and trying mm-hmm. to comprehend every little thing. And you just don't get around to doing much. Mm-hmm. And I think I think your gut has a little bit to do with that. Mm-hmm. I, I am the type of guy, I call this thrashing. Mm-hmm. I believe in thrashing and, and never stopping to thrash of just trying things. And, and it's the ready, fire, aim principle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And sure, it can get you into trouble sometimes. But I would much rather get into trouble than sit around doing nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's what I call the calculated risks. I mean, I am definitely a calculated risk taker. Like things like I'll wake up one morning. This is how I got my studio. I woke up. I said, I think I need a studio. And four hours later, I had a studio, a lease signed for a studio. Um, you know, I just, there's, it's just like if, it, if I needed it, I need it yesterday. I don't know if it's the New Yorker or me, but like if I've made a decision to do something, I'm doing it. That's it. It's not up for discussion. I, you know, I don't really care if you like it or you don't like it. I'm doing it. And it's what I call calculated risks. You know, people are afraid of those risks. They get so in their heads and they think and what can happen and what if this and what if that. And it's like, stop thinking. If your gut is telling you it's the right thing right now, do it. What is the worst thing that's going to happen? And so I, I equate it to like jumping out of an airplane, right? Would you jump out of an airplane without a parachute? No, it's a really stupid idea. That's just a risk. That is not, you know, a smart idea. But jumping out of an airplane with a parachute is a calculated risk. You know that there's a chance that things might not end up so well, but chances are it will be. <laughs> and, you know, you're ready to take that small risk in order for the, to, to reap the large reward that will probably happen. Um, sometimes it doesn't happen and you have to be okay with that. I mean, as a business owner and as a life liver, you have to know that not everything you do is going to work and mm-hmm. that failure is inevitable and stop being so afraid of it and embracing it 
And knowing that, like I say all the time, you're the boss. If something doesn't work, just change it. Just keep changing it until it does work. That's your job, you know? And I think that when people come see me speak or they see other people speak and they're up on this platform and they look in the audience, and I know this because I was one of those people once too, and I sat in the audience and said, wow, they have it all figured out. That's a lie um, that either they want you to believe or you've taught yourself or whatever, because the truth is that business and life is ever changing Mm -hmm. and you have to be able to continuously change along with it or else then you definitely will fail. Yeah, man, this may be the single-handedly uh, greatest podcast that we've we've episode that we've had yet. I I'm just I'm I'm loving this. I'm so excited for people to hear this uh, and and to remind themselves of these things. Um, okay, let's get let's keep going. Let's not stop now. Um, okay, uh, you wrote the best use of imagination is creativity. Mm. Love that. The mm. worst use of imagination is anxiety. Mm. Now, um, I personally, in my life, uh, I've, I've people very, very dear and close to me that, um, struggle, uh, with anxiety attacks. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that I'm used. Yeah, I, I, Mm. I'm used to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I, I know a lot of photographers deal with anxiety. Um, I know a lot of business owners deal with anxiety, the anxiety that we experience of, will I make it right? Will we make it through the year? Not Mm. just like, you know, will I get the shot much, much greater than that? (laughs) Will I be able to put food on the table? Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any um, recommendations for, um, for not necessarily eliminating anxiety, but dealing with anxiety? Um, Yeah. Well, so I've also posted that because it's something I have been dealing with lately. Not, um, not in such a serious level where I'm having anxiety attacks, but I'm just feeling, I go through these times in my life where I feel maybe anxious is not even the right word. There's anxiety involved, but it's more of an agitation. Like something is going to happen. Like something big is about to happen. I don't know what it is yet, but it's going to happen, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's almost like a, 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 it's a very big discomfort for me. Like I, I have trouble sleeping and I, I walk around like, where is it? What is it? Universe, show me what's happening. You know, like there, there's something going on. I'm very um, attuned to that energy. Um, and it does cause some anxiety for me because I'm so, tuned into it. And so I've had this conversation with myself actually as recently as this morning um, about taking action. Action for me is really the only thing that can cure the anxiety. So if you are in a moment where you're like, oh my God, am I going to make, am I going to make money next year? Am I going to put food on the table? Am I going to be relevant? Am I going to, what am I going to do after this? And what, da, 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 stop worrying about it and start doing it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be exactly the way you want it to be. It just has to start somewhere. So when people get like caught in that self-doubt, anxious, negative talk space, the only way to, to break that, I think, is action and doing something that proves to you that you can do, you will do, it will happen and creating some momentum. Yeah, and just small actions, you know, it's it's not... It could be anything. Yes. It could be like getting up and posting on Instagram today. You know, it could be just do something, just do something every day to take you one step closer to figuring out what it is that you need. And, you know, for portrait photographers, this is really important because... Um, you know, as a wedding photographer, I'm jealous that you probably have weddings on the book for 2017. I have nothing on the books for 2017. (laughs) Uh, You know, I have nothing on the books as of like November, you know, of this year. So it's like, uh, as a, as a portrait photographer, we book so last minute sometimes that, 
um, you do wonder every month, like, is this going to happen again next month? Like, are people going to call me again next month? But I, I try not to let it get to me because I say, you know what? For eight years, you've been doing this and people have called you every single month. So why should next month be any different? Hmm. Of course, they're going to call you. Um, and they always do. So, you know, we just keep moving forward. Yeah. And if you're anxious about it, get off your ass and go do <laughs> go do something about it. Go do some marketing. Go connect with somebody. Make a phone call. Put something out on Facebook. Just do something, no matter how big or small it is. Do it. Just do it. Um, all right. So, um, with six figure photography, the core belief of six figure photography is that abundance is found in, uh, understanding your own self-worth and providing value to everyone you encounter. And when I say abundance, this is whatever, whatever is abundant, like abundance for you, whether that's relationships, your family, uh, time with your friends and your loved ones, um, profits in your business, um, uh, clients, leads, whatever the abundant life is that you desire. So anyhow, something that I, that I'm often talking about is understanding your own self-worth and you, um, you are likely, I don't want to put words in your, your mouth, but I'm, I imagine that being a boudoir photographer, you're likely, um, having conversations, uh, about, um, self-worth, about doubt, about beauty, these things. And, and you wrote as one of your beliefs on your website, I believe the scale doesn't measure your worth. And then I like the parentheses, um, besides it's usually lying anyway. Um, anyhow, (laughs) but I want to use that as a segue to discuss then what, what do you encourage your clients, um, to be thinking of that, that does measure their worth or when you, when you go to mentor a photographer, what do you remind them of that does measure their worth? I think their uniqueness. Um, everybody is unique. Everybody brings a special something to the world. Um, and nobody can be like you. And this is, this is a message I give again and again and again in photography when people start saying, well, the guy down the street offers a Groupon and it's $50 for a session. And I'm like, who cares? He's not you. <laughs> you know, I mean, nobody is you. Nobody can give an experience or have a conversation or do anything like you can. So just to concentrate on that uniqueness. And, um, it's funny. I'm glad you reminded me of that scale of belief because, um, Again, it's something I'm battling now. It's funny. I'm like, I've been working out like a crazy person since January, like a crazy person. And I've gained like eight pounds. And I have those moments where I like step on the scale and I'm like, what is wrong with you? You're not working hard enough. You're not, you know, like, what are you doing? And then I say to myself, oh, why do I let this little machine decide you know, what's going on with me today because I've gotten stronger and I've gotten, you know, it's probably just muscle and, you know, she's lying anyway, that stupid scale and, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's so true. The, the, the value we put on ourselves based on what everybody else thinks, whether it's a scale or if it's the photographer down the street or if it's, you know, somebody on Facebook, which is a disaster, but, <laughs> um, you know, stop worrying so much about what everybody else thinks about you embrace your uniqueness. And, you know, it's funny because you went on my blog and my website and my Instagram and all that other stuff. Right. And you came back to me and you said, I want to talk about shamelessly feminine. You didn't come to me and say, well, I want to talk to you about your photography. And that's exactly what I want. I don't want people to book me because of my photography. If they do, because they like it, that's fantastic. I want people to come to me because they want to feel shamelessly feminine. I want people to come to me because they relate to what I talk about. They understand who I am. They already feel like they know me. And every photographer, in my mind at least, should be doing that because that is what makes you different than everybody else and will make you stand out above everybody else 
you are different than everyone. Um, and so I think it's the uniqueness for sure. Yeah. Jen, can we be friends? Like, you can, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to New York. We're just going to hang out for an afternoon and sure. we're just going to be friends. Is that cool? That's cool. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. If you ever make it over here to Columbus, Ohio, uh, we'll do likewise. All right. So um, man, this is so good. Okay. Um, Jen, do you, do you read, um, often do you listen to podcasts? Um, where do you do? I guess I, I want to hear maybe, um, of, of a book, a recommendation or two of that, that maybe you have, um, that you've read that has been really helpful in in changing uh, the way that you think and helping you understand um, your value or uh, in and helping you understand more about self-learning beliefs. Do you have any recommendations? Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I'm just looking actually now. So I just read a book two days ago and it's like the shortest book ever in the entire world. So if you're busy and you're a you know, business owner, whatever, you have no excuse. You can still read it. It's probably like 30 pages. It's called You Squared. And I'm trying to read the title in here. Hang on. And it is by oh, – why is this not working? It's Price, okay. We'll make sure that we get – It's by Price Pritchard. Okay. Um, and it's really about taking quantum there's, – there's the quantum physics thing again. The quantum leaps in your life. Um, and it talks quite a bit about the the fly principle. Like, you know, the fly that – flies up against the glass window trying to get out mm-hmm. but the door is open 10 feet away and like <laughs> all of the energy that that fly is putting in to try to get out the window when really if they just tried something different the fly would be able to get out with a lot less energy and um so that's i sort of feel like the fly in the window lately like i'm trying so hard to make something work and i just keep going at the same thing over and over and over and over again and it's mm-hmm. not working so maybe i need to take a step back and um go okay well maybe we need to go with the path you know, that's a lot less energy, but will will give me different results. You know, maybe sometimes it's just about being different than going after what I'm actually looking for. Maybe I need to look at it a different way. So I really recommend that book. Um, if anybody knows me, they know I also love the book You Are Badass by Jen Sincero. Um, the only thing wrong with that book is that I didn't write it because I totally <laughs> could have. <laughs> I'm always like, wait, well, I should have written this book. Um Uh, but and you know books even like please don't think I'm crazy when I say this but even books like The Secret um, talks a lot about the universe and putting things out in the universe I mean again there's some things that I sometimes take with a grain of salt although maybe I shouldn't because that's limiting itself but um, you know just reading anything that you can um, just will open your mind to, to just thinking a different way than you already think. Because the truth is, if you're not making money or you're struggling in a crappy job or a crappy relationship or anything else in life, it just means that you, I really believe it just means you're limiting yourself. And so anything that you can get your hands on that will give you a little inkling of how you can undo that way of thinking is really important. Yeah. Um, big takeaway is you guys don't, don't underestimate, um, the books that you read, uh, the words that you surround yourself with. This gets back to just, um, be careful what you put out there in the world and making sure that you're surrounding yourself, um, with the right things. And, uh, I think if there's anything that, that you could do in a very like practical manner, um, to, uh, to, to grow your, your business, to improve your life, to improve your relationships is read. Mm. Um, and, and ask people that you admire, um, ask people that you admire, what are they reading? What have they read? What has helped to, um, to create the belief system in, in their world that they have? Um, mm. ask those people and go and read that. Go do it. If you don't like reading, uh, get an audiobook of it. Um, mm-hmm. but anyhow, okay, Jen, where can people find you? 
Um, sure. Well, um, so they can, the best place to find me is my blog to connect to me. It's generations blog, um, with a J. (laughs) I know it's very confusing. (laughs) Um, but if they sign up for my email list there, it's really the best way to keep in touch with me as far as where I'm going to be and, and the things I'm releasing and, and, you know, they get free stuff on there and they get all sorts of cool discount codes. Like maybe there might be one for Fundy coming soon. Um, (laughs) You know, things like that. So if they're a VIP, they get first notice for everything there. Um, And that's really like the best way to find me. But I also have a um, boudoir group called Jen Rosenbaum's Boudoir Group on Facebook. We just passed 17,000 members, which is super exciting. Um, And so it's a whole bunch of photographers from all over the world that are there to support and help each other. Um, If you're snarky or mean, don't even ask to join because you'll be kicked out anyway. And um, it's, it's a really great place to connect. And in addition... To stay tuned because there will be some shamelessly feminine stuff coming out hopefully in the next, I don't know, I guess I'll say six months because I have no idea, but now I just created a deadline for myself. So let's say in the next six months, <laughs> there'll be some some new stuff coming out from me about shamelessly feminine. Awesome. I, I really want to encourage you guys, um, if you haven't already understood um, the value of, of Jen's content, um, you're crazy, just g- please go, go get a chance, um, visit her blog. Uh, this is someone, you know, I um, newsletters, you, we all value our inbox incredibly, um, but this is one that I, I want to encourage you guys to take a look and, and sign up for. I think you're only going to find that it betters your day and week and month and year, et cetera, et cetera. Jen, you're incredible. Thank you so much for being a part of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. This is, uh, yeah, again, I truly mean it. Like, let's hang out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will be coming to Ohio sooner than later. So be careful, be, Ben, be careful what you put out in the universe. Right? <laughs> Amen, <laughs> just <girl>. get it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again, Jen. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon, and um, I'll, I'll see you here in Ohio. Thank you. I hope you guys found this conversation with Jennifer Rosenbaum to be as inspiring and as powerful as I did. You guys, I don't ask this all the time, but if you if you took value away from this, um, my hope is that you have. I want to encourage you guys to share this. Share this with your friends. Share this with the photography community because I think that the, the information, the dialogue that we had today is is so key. It's so critical towards finding success uh, in your business and in your life, your relationships. It expands beyond photography. Again, if you guys uh, took value from this, uh, leave me a review. I would love to hear it. This is why I do what I do is, is to help give you guys inspiring and powerful content that will launch, that will launch your business, that will launch your careers, that will, that will grow your photography. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do it. As long as you guys are letting me know that you're finding value in it, I'm going to keep doing it. Anyhow, thank you so much, everyone. I appreciate and value everything that you do uh, for me here at SFP, and we'll talk soon.